It's finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan. Entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello, is that Sharon? Hi, Dan. Oh, there you are. Amazing. Lovely. Thank you for taking the time out uh, to do this before your trip. Really, really grateful for that. You're very, very welcome. Well, um, I'd like to introduce everyone to Sharon King. Uh, author, therapist. Uh, am I describing you right? How how would you how would you define your yourself for for the audience? <laughs> wow. Okay. So uh, yes, I'm a therapist. I'm also a trainer as well. So I just... okay. So I miss trainer. So I wasn't wrong. I just missed a bit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not a problem. I wear many hats. You wear many hats. Which one is your favourite? Uh, trainer, I think. But. Trainer? But closely followed by working with people too, so. So not really a fan of the writing. But what I've read so far, I'm really enjoying. I mean, I, as I did say to you, obviously with the Book a Week challenge, I do have to be quite specific with the book I read. But I'm, I'm actually a bit a bit upset that I'm doing a challenge and I couldn't just sort of do, do more of the book. Because at first, <laughs> no, seriously, because obviously when, when you first said, you know, I've got, I've got a book called Heal Your Birth, Heal Your Life, I thought, okay. So I'm going to be reading this at some point to support you. And maybe because at some point I might actually have um, a lady person who has a baby in them. And it might be good to have some tools to share with them. But actually, when I picked it up properly, read the description properly, I realized, actually, this has got this isn't about that. This is about you as a person empower, taking back the power that you may have lost because of your birth experience or reconnecting with um reconnecting with your baby self essentially tapping back into that time and clearing any trauma that might be there that might be resonating in your life today i mean i've only had a cursory skim so i don't really want to start uh, preaching the gospel of your book from myself i really want you to kind of break it down for people but it is on my goodreads list for my book a week challenge and i'm really excited about consuming this content and sharing my experiences with it with the readers and hopefully getting some of them to share them back too. So I'm very, very excited about this call. So um, yes, again, thank you. You're going to Chile. Tell us about, about Chile. What's happening in Chile? Um, I'm going to meet some wonderful EFT and matrix room printing practitioners, and I'm going to be teaching them all about the birth experience oh. and, uh, you know, a lot of detail that's in my book and helping them to heal their own birth experience and also work with other people. Your description, by the way, of my book was brilliant. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> but, Excellent. But we also play with um, looking at our how to clear our ancestral connections as well, because it's not just about our birth. It's also about, you know, what we bring in with us from past lives. Yeah. Um, what we pick up from our parents and our grandparents yep. and yep. the rest of the wonderful ancestors that we have. Yeah. Yep, and yep. culturally. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I the first couple of days is all about you know education on the birth experience and how mm -hmm. to heal it and the second two days we just get highly spiritual love it love it absolutely love it just so you know i've actually um i actually completely forgot that you know ruthie cohen joiner okay yes yeah ruthie's already actually recorded an episode um specifically on eft uh, i actually did like a little mini session with her on the on the interview yep. so yeah really excited to have both of you bringing your wisdom and experience um uh, to the do it with dan series uh i did actually speak to her about um about writing a section because in my, my book the beyond intention stepping beyond intention uh there is a section in there that i've been building called a clearing encyclopedia mm -hmm. one of the four steps of beyond intention is clearing so step one's acceptance step two clearing this I think is going to be a really, really powerful tool for people to be able to look into a bit more, uh, do a bit more research into in case of something that can hear, help them with their clearings, their clearing experience. Mm -hmm. So I will speak to you separately about that. Maybe just give me a couple of paragraphs to pop into the uh, the encyclopedia. Uh, and obviously we, we'd be looking at sending people your way or to their local practitioner, because I know you train people all over the world mm -hmm. uh, to get more, some more help with that. So that's something I'll definitely talk to you about offline. Perfect. Wicked. So yeah, this goes hand in hand with the work that we're doing in the as clearing on clearing as part of the Beyond Intention paradigm. You know, in, identifying and overcoming the root cause of some stuck states and emotional emotional loops. So, um, would you say? Mm, 
let me let me phrase this proper let me phrase this properly would you say that there are some common areas that listeners may relate to that you've experienced in your work um in terms of birth experiences are there like a top three or four because i mean when i went through some of the case studies yesterday like suzanne um which was really when you actually i mean you don't even really have to go deep into the science of it to see that that's going to be a really traumatic experience in and of itself but people might not connect a traumatic experience that happens in the early moments of their birth with for example uh, an on a, a loop or a stuck state that, emotional stuck state that they experience as an adult are there some like top three or four or even top five top one top two real really really impacting experiences that people have as part of their birth that you think that you've that you've witnessed uh, bleeding into the adult experience yes (laughs) (laughs) that's a big question for early in the morning okay let's break it down let's break it down because it yeah is is quite early in the day are there some common traumatic experiences that you've witnessed in your work let's let's start with that yeah the 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 two biggies if you like is that feeling of being stuck in the womb mm-hmm. and the other one i would say is what happens just after birth in that separation period okay so those if 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 i was to have to to look at which ones i work the most with mm-hmm. it's the being stuck and then what happens after being stuck mm-hmm. as in like do we get pulled out by full forceps do we then have to be pulled out through the top hatch c-section mm-hmm. um do we have have we have the cord around our neck mm-hmm. and basically what that happens what happens to us in life is that every time we try to move forward with something we'll 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 start we'll start moving forwards and then we'll get stuck and we'll wait for somebody else to pull us out of the situation wow i'm actually getting chills this year <laughs> i'm gonna let you finish because i've got a couple of points on that but but please please yeah. carry on so I, I for one am getting chills right i now. i love to share my own birth experience because it's quite funny i've worked in this area for a number of years now but it wasn't until i was writing my book that i actually had was having a conversation with my mum mm-hmm. and I just said you know tell me about my birth experience and she said yes she said you know um, what happened was you were you know I went into labour we went into hospital you, we got into hospital the midwife panicked and said oh god you know your baby's coming too quickly we're really worried you're going to tear um, have some pethidin to slow everything down mm. now my mum is super 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 sensitive to drugs and alcohol and once that experience not only happened for her but happened for me too then i was i was ready to come into the world i was i was coming out um you know i was gonna be there and then all of a sudden everything slows down drugs hit me Mm mum stops working with me i'm suddenly i'm on my own I'm feeling really woozy and I've got to get myself out of this situation. And then once I've come out, mum said to me, oh, I got to hold you for about a minute, minute and a half. She said, but I was just so tired. They took you away for five or six hours while I slept off the effects of the pethidin. And I went, but mum, where was I for those five or six hours? And she said, oh, I don't know. She said you were probably in the nursery. So not only did i have to fight my way to get out on my own hindered you were left i was left all alone for five or six hours those first five or six hours of life which is so imperative because that's when you start imprinting through your senses isn't it that's when you start taking in your first gasps of of sensory experience yeah first forming of your your character of your but it's also about how how safe you feel in the world and how connected you feel to the world. So that bonding experience, you know, had mum not had the pethidin and, mm-hmm. you know, we were left to our birthing experience was, was left um, uninterrupted, if you like, mm-hmm. then, you know, me and mum would have been together. We would have had this bonding experience um, and things would have been very different. I wouldn't have had that feeling that I wasn't safe in the world. 
I would guess, mm-hmm. because that was would if um, Carl Dawson, who teaches matrix imprinting, really focuses in on those core beliefs that we have. And one of mine was, you know, the world's a dangerous place where I'm not safe, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was created at that point. So what I realized is throughout all of my life, my mum, there's been a resent or, or um, uh, energy between us. And, you know, she's irritated me and I've got annoyed with her and I've never felt that close connection with her. Because it was stolen from you in those early moments. Exactly. And you'd be left in the nursery or wherever they put you. Yep. They could have had you in a little trolley somewhere. Yeah. But once I went back and healed it, then I was able, you know, when my mum told me that she loved me, I was able to either say it back or tell her that I did and genuinely mean it. Mean it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there was no longer that energy between us. Of course. Because you, you had the chance to heal it. Yeah. Karen. Sorry, Dan. But also what I noticed, when I was writing my book, I would sit down, I would, and you may may or may not re- relate to this. So I'd sit down and I would, for the first 20 minutes, I'll be typing away. All these ideas, inspirations would be coming out. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, this wave of tiredness would hit me. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to have a sleep. And it's like, I don't understand why this keeps happening. Mm-hmm. And what was happening was my negative beliefs were jumping in, going, "Oh, who are you to write a book? And nobody's yeah. going to read this, and everybody's going to read oh, it." Oh my blah. god! Oh yeah. my god! Oh my god! That's why Beyond Intention has taken me nine years to get out. <laughs> I'm honest. I'll be totally serious with you. From time to time, the time management um, and mastery book that I put out wasn't supposed to be my first book. I've actually blogged blogged about this a couple of weeks ago um, when I dropped the books. Um, it was supposed to be Seven Beyond Intention, but I, I'll, I'll retweak it. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have that whole conversation. I mean, I've even got a section of it in my book where I say, <laughs> you know, who do, who does this guy think he is writing this book? Because just as you said, it is exactly how it comes out in my head. Like, who are you? You know, why should people listen to you? Even the podcast, I've been working on the podcast for about two years. But every time I sort of get close to putting the trigger on it, um, I mean, the intros and the graphics, I, I did all that to take some massive action, which is one of the tools that I know to use to get past the stuck state. Mm-hmm. But I kept, even though I'd take some physical action, I keep coming back to that place of, you know, who are you? Nobody nobody yeah. needs to listen to you. Uh, it's just fascinating to hear someone else who's writing having the exact same experience. It's, everybody does, Dan. Everybody yeah. does. And if you go through, there's an exercise in my book called Writing Down Your Fears. Yeah. And if I hadn't have done that exercise, yeah. then um, my book would probably have never gone out there. So literally what wow. you do is the fear I have about writing this book is nobody's going to read it. The fear about writing this book is everybody's going to read it. And yeah. I'm going to be inundated with people wanting sessions. The fear yeah. about my book is that, you know, I'm going to get it wrong. And mm-hmm. all your, your negative beliefs comes out. So then you've got the EFT tapping where you can tap on the energy yep. of that. Get yourself unstuck. Yep. Get those negative beliefs a little bit quietened. Yeah. And then you can move forward again. Of course, of course, of course. I mean, I, I like not to, to keep drifting uh, too far away from your material because I really, really want to share some more. I've got some some things I want to bring up with you, including um, some weirdness that came up about my own birth as I read it. And I'm actually going to have a conversation with my mum, a really proper conversation. Um, I'm going to wait till uh, I'm in the UK and able to go and see her properly. I want to sit down with her and really taking the energy of it. But mm. I like using combinations of tools, like you said. You might, um, I might use the tapping just to give me some breathing space, do a quick run through of the um, options method, for example, and just challenge the thought and then do some meditation to give it some space to clear. Mm. Like a nice little combination of things. Yeah. Because um, I think sometimes people get stuck in a stuck state, try one or two things. Those one or two things aren't even really in line with their truth, their <laughs> authentic self. So they don't actually end up getting the full benefit of it. Or they'll get somewhere along the way, think that the one medicine is going to be all they'll need, uh, and then end up just falling back into the pattern. Or they'll use something that helps temporarily yes. um, and don't deal with the deeper root issue, yes. which is one of the things that I'm really, really loving about having the opportunity to share uh, your material with with our with our listeners. Because... I mean, how far you can't really go in real terms, in terms of three dimensional, you can't go much, back much further than your birth. And one of the things that's come to me is just how integral, how integral our birth experience and those early experiences are to our adult experience. Absolutely. And as Greg Braden says that you can't, 
you know, to get to the root, to the beginning of where the cycle, the pattern begins, that's where you need to go. You mm. need to go to the root because if you don't clear the root, then you've not totally cleared it. Yeah, of course. The wind so, is going back up again, doesn't it? Yeah. So a lot of the modalities we've got out there, you go back and heal the conscious, the conscious memories. But we're talking about going back in utero. I mean, I do a lot of work within in utero. I even like one of, <coughs> excuse me, one of my favorite sessions was working with a guy who was adopted, didn't know his parents or any of his history of his parents. And he we actually worked on the sperm, his father's sperm. Wow. Just before it got to the egg, because he could sense that this sperm was carrying PTSD. And he was even telling me that this sperm is telling him or showing him that the PTSD was created when his father was in the Vietnam War. So we cleared that energy from from his father's sperm and his symptoms of PTSD went away. That is crazy. Because I think people forget that you are made up of the, the DNA, the genetic material of your mother and father. And your experiences that you have as a human being imprint on your DNA. Yes. So it is scientifically, this isn't spiritual hokum pokum. This is science that experiences that deeply moving experiences that our parents have imprint on their DNA and then have the statistically have the, 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 the potential to end up forming a part of our DNA. So we can end up with either the, the potential to have a certain type of experience with very little push over the over the edge or can actually have even the residue of it as part of our, our dna uh, and i think it's really 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 powerful that in this instance a chap that couldn't even go back and ask his mum what happened with my birth mm-hmm. sense that there was something there and then you were able through your work to go back dig deep in and get to the root of it that far back so we're not even t- talking about the birth experience we're talking about the pre-birth genetic memory yes and the ptsd symptoms he was having didn't even start with him Mm. it started with his father's experience um you know in my book i love to um, i'm i'm an aquarian i love the the crossover between science and spirituality yeah so there um i don't know that this case this actually got into my book but the the scientific research that actually they put some sperm in a petri dish Mm-hmm. And they gave the owner of the sperm mild electric shocks and the sperm registered to the electric shocks. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just rewind on that. Just, just. <laughs> so we have man A in locate man one in location A. Yeah. His sperm is in location B. They're not physically connected. Yes. Are we talking about a long time of post? Are we talking about what seven days sperm lives for? So at some point in that seven days, they subjected him to mild electric shock mm-hmm. and that registered in the sperm that was no longer in his body. Anymore. Yes. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And they've also done, there's another experiment and I cannot find the proof of this. So um, I tried and lots of people know about it, but I don't think this has ever been written up. Ah. But they did something similar with um, a baby in the womb. They put the mm-hmm. baby on a monitor, or mum mm-hmm. and baby on a monitor, gave the father electric shocks, the baby registered the electric shocks. I even know the scientist, or the name of the scientist who did it, but I can't get the actual written proof of that. Have but, you been able to contact the scientist, or is there, are they not around anymore? Um, no, he is around. Okay. But for some whatever reason, he, he wasn't replying to me okay. and the other people who tried. But... You know, the same concept applies. You know, if the sperm is going to register um, the, the owner having electric shocks, then there's, I, I personally don't see any reason why the baby shouldn't either. So, I, you know, what that means is that even if, if the mum doesn't even know who the father of her baby is, whatever experiences the father's going through will also be recorded um, by the baby. But most of our belief systems, we, we, while we're in the womb, we learn about the external environment we're coming into. And this, a mm-hmm. lot of this is Bruce Lipton's work as well. Yeah. Is that we, we learn about how the world's going to be outside through our mother's perception of the world. So, for instance, if mum's in this beautiful, loving relationship, you know, she spends her, her hour or two doing Dr. Joe dispenser meditations every morning. Yeah. 
she's you know in love with life she's appreciating her life she's in love with her husband yeah then the baby is gonna just just get that feeling that you know what this world out there is safe i'm gonna be really loved i can't wait to get here you know and the baby's gonna form in one way whereas if the complete opposite is happening mum's stressed up to her eyeballs yeah she's living in an abusive relationship she's in fear of her life Yep. Um, then the baby's going to be a very, very, very different person. But the thing I like about your work, which really ties in, in hand with mine with Beyond Intention, is that you're not just giving people, you're not giving people excuses for why they've got a crappy life. You're giving them the tools to yes. take the power back. You're almost um, invalidating the excuse that we can't take responsibility yes. for overcoming even the most deep issues and deep stuck states that we've that we're in oh i can't you know someone came to me now for example and i was talking to them you know taking them through the, the paradigm and they and they got to acceptance for example uh step one and they, oh i can't i can't because my issue is that you know my my mum was was abused you know this happened or, or that happened or you know there's P- ptsd runs in my family or or whatever i can now turn around and say to them Okay, we'll accept that because in step two in clearing, we're going to work with that. And here is a tool that you can use to do that. Um, Because the birth experience, if someone had, for example, a stuck state or a loop that they've been going through for most of their adult life or whatever that was causing them deep, uh, deep issues, was bleeding into other areas of their life. And they knew to tie it back to their birth experience. Then ordinarily, before I would have had this call with you, I would have struggled personally, I think. to to give them something substantive on which to tell them that they can't pass the buck on it. Mm. But here you are giving us an amazingly powerful tool. I mean, healing from the sperm, that has blown my mind, by the way. Absolutely <laughs> blown my mind. Um, they can't you can't pass the buck, you can't pass the buck on it anymore. No, no, because you have the power. You know, you're now empowered. You know, you can go back and rebuild your foundations. I kind of see that time from conception um in utero and birth and you know the first sort of year or two that's your foundations of who you are and it's it's like you know when you build a house if you if you get the foundations right the first time then you've got a solid house that you know doesn't matter if an earthquake happens that house is going to be there you've got rocky foundations then you know that earthquake is gonna have an effect but if you go back and you rebuild those foundations if you go back and heal those foundations then you can go through the earthquakes and you're not going to fall to bits. So, mm. you know, if you want to use that as an al- analogy, we now have the power to go back and redo our foundations. And yeah. yes, it may take time to do yes. that. Yes, which is one thing people sometimes use as an excuse for not starting the work. I mean, I, I had the same thing. In fact, my session with uh, on, on the call with Ruthie was in relation to me getting back in the gym um, because the excuse I was... I, I didn't even realise I was giving myself and I actually ended up observing it was that uh, obviously years of, of muscle memory being a bit older now, things don't really slip back into place as quickly as possible. Been out of the gym with an injury and I'd start, you know, I'd do a week or two in the gym uh, and I wasn't seeing results. Whereas ordinarily, if I do, you know, a couple of weeks, it won't be back to normal, but I'll at least see something advancing. And then I carry on and then within a month I'm back in shape or whatever. But I'd be going for like weeks sometimes and not really seeing any difference. Mm. And that's because obviously, you know, your body sometimes can start responding differently over time. Or you just have to just re-get to know your body and try different things. And I wasn't giving it the patience to keep going, right? Yeah. And so you end up sometimes just stopping or just making an excuse or slipping out of the pattern of it. And I think in terms of personal development or dealing with things in life, if you spent 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life with something there, a stuck state that you've been practised, you know, daily, it's, it's showing up in your life. The work to undo that isn't going to happen overnight necessarily. Yes, we do see sometimes that people will have one session or even, for example, with their meditation work, they can have one meditation and they're healed immediately or, you know, a, a traumatic experience is washed away straight away. Sometimes you have to put the work in. Sometimes they have to put the work in over time. Um, so I think it's really important to admonish, for me at least, adding to this wonderful wisdom from you, for people that are listening, don't 
ex- I don't want to say don't expect because I don't want people to then have the loop that it's, that they have to be doing this forever. But be open to the fact that it may take some time, but enjoy the experience of taking back that power and rebuilding your foundation. Right? Absolutely. And you know it. It's it's different experiences for different people. If you're working with a one-off trauma, yeah, then that can be something that can can be healed very very quickly. But yeah. if you're working with a whole, like for instance, I had a client I worked with for two and a half years, mm-hmm. and her mother, I mean, her experience in the womb, her mum actually tried to abort her, and then she was pulled out by by forceps, and then she was physically, emotionally and sexually abused throughout the whole of her childhood by both her mother and her father. God. And that is not a, a two session, five session, no. ten session deal. We were we were working twice a week for mm-hmm. two and a half years. But mm-hmm. now she's out in the world, mm-hmm. you know, feeling a lot safer than she was, mm-hmm. you know, getting on with life mm-hmm. and not doing the self-harming behaviors that she was doing and things like this. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's I think the length of the time you experience the experience also can equate to the the length of the time. time. The after time's been yeah. worse, isn't it? Yeah. And I think one thing that people forget as well is that once you break through in terms of healing or rebuilding the foundations of your experience, buildings need maintenance work. Yeah. And I, and I think that's something that people can lose either lose sight of or over rely on as an excuse for continuing in the same pattern of behavior, right? Yeah. So one thing I think, and I did a rant on this, I haven't posted yet, but I may actually turn it into an article, even in relation to people who like look at the law of attraction and read the secret and stuff, and they'll do it, and they'll sit on their bum, right? You've got to take action. You've got to take action, and that action may be ongoing. Mm. Um, topping up, whether it's... Uh, doing some more reading on it and studying on it or even if it's just the whole action which is work by the way of being aware of your thoughts and your feelings to to watch those things coming up because like we said if you spent since just the the poor young lady you just spoken about pre-birth birth young life that's encoded somewhere and yes you can change that code over time or at least learn to to, to work with that code but there's going to be ex- times when Old memories try to make their way up. Old behavioural patterns try to make their way up. Old feelings try to to fill their way up. And you're going to have to be on top of it. You're going to have to be aware of what's happening and and be ready to pull that tool out. But the good thing is, is that once you're empowered, you can deal with it. It's like Superman still has people he has to fight, right? Just because (laughs) he's a Superman, people still fight him. But all he does is he turns around and does his little superpower stuff on them and, and blows them away because he is super to those experiences not to say that those experiences don't happen anymore but but one of the things i love most about the the techniques i use is that we really do focus on those negative emotions mm-hmm. so you mentioned you know positive affirmations if you if you're running the you know like if when you're writing your book for instance that yeah. i'm not good enough and this fear of getting it wrong and yeah you know all of this good stuff or you know as if you've been adopted or somebody you know you had that separation experience and you're feeling abandoned and unwanted you can do the affirmations as i love myself as or you know i'm loved and connected as much as you want but if your if your negative belief is running that i'm unlovable i'm unloved i'm not wanted i'm not good enough um and that's running through the, the surface that is even in your unconscious yep until you get in there and you become conscious of it, then you can change those beliefs. But I don't, you can't change beliefs that you don't even know that are there. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And you can't put, what's the, how did the Bible verse go? You can't put new wine in old caskets. Mm. I think that's the right one. Have I got them the right way around? I think I have. If not, my mum will be telling me off. But yeah, <laughs> you, you have to deal with, you, do, you have to deal with the, 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 the infrastructure into which you're putting that new code, right? Yeah. But Dan, I'm not sure how long we've got, but one of the things that I kind of want to talk about, which I think is one of the most exciting things about my work is is what I call the surrogate work. So 
I work a lot with mothers yeah. who have gone through the experience of birth and yeah. then their children are exhibiting X, Y, and Z. So, yeah. you know, young babies struggling breastfeeding, um, not, you know, crying throughout the night, being very yeah. unsettled, very unhappy, through to teenagers, through to physical illness. One of the, the case studies in my book is a, a seven-year-old boy called Jake who was having epileptic fits um, two to three times a day. Wow. And I worked with his mother. I never did a session with Jake. I worked with his mother. I worked mm -hmm. three sessions. The first session we worked on the fact that her husband left her when um, just after she told him she was pregnant. Oh, dear. Um, and after that session, we, we, we did a lot of trauma work and, and um, healing that in that session. And um, Jake's fit went to one a week. The next session we did um, was all around his birth. Now, the poor little lad, I think he actually, you know, he had to be resuscitated a couple of times during oh, his gosh. birth experience. It was really severely medicated and yeah. a lot of medical intervention that he needed to, to survive to get through. Yeah. And after that session, his fits went to um, one, uh, one a month. Wow. But what was interesting is we did a lot of work to remove the medication from his body. Yeah. And that day he came home from school. He had a massive epileptic fit and he threw up all this black liquid on the floor. Now, this is very unusual. He never throws up when he's having a fit, but he was just vomiting this black liquid stuff. Now, it's my belief he was actually his body was purging yeah, yeah, all yeah. of the medication. Um, and he went a whole month without a fit after that. And then after the third session we did, he actually went three or four months without a fit. And he's now stable at, at three to four months. Now, the doctors were completely like confounded because he's got this um, vagus nerve stimulator thing in his chest. His fits are very closely monitored. Yes. And they couldn't believe that he was gone from two to three a day to every three or four one a week, months. then one a month, and then um, every three to four months. So and that's where he's steady now. Yes, and that's where he's steady now. And for whatever reason, his mum, you know, chose we we haven't continued working on that. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's important to know that even through working through the mother, we can affect what's happening with the child. That is really powerful, and I think um, when we do get this podcast out. I think I'm definitely, if I'm going to make a note now, that I want to look at maybe even some forums and stuff with, with young mums or with new mums for them to have a, a listen to this because this people could be looking at their child struggling with something uh, and even not realise the power that they have to do something about it yeah, or to be so to take go go so extreme in the other way that they end up you know getting stuck in a stuck state of their own that they may be responsible for something that's happened for their child and not actually recognize that they can do something about it exactly exactly but i think what's even more empowering dan is the work that that can be done i mean i i in an ideal world i'd like to get a i would like to start working with a lady before she even conceived yeah but i work with a lot of pregnant women and what we do is we go through and we clear the mother's birth experience. Mm -hmm. We would also clear the father's birth experience if I can get my, my little hands on him. Yeah. And he's open to working. We work on any fears the mum has around giving birth. We clear any trauma that she's had giving birth in the past. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is what I call a future birth reimprinting is we actually go into the future and we show the baby how the birth's going to be. Now, when I do that with a pregnant lady, then I have, I mean, so far, if I get to do all of that with somebody, in fact, even sometimes a less than that with somebody, every single woman I've worked with has gone through and had an empowering, quite often home birth without mm -hmm. any medical in, um, interventions at all. They've all gone through natural birth experiences. They've all gone through the bonding process, breastfeeding, yep. um, not a problem at all. And um, in the case of Leanne in my book, Leanne, actually, her first birth experience was um, in America where she ended up um, having a C-section without any pain relief because her epidural didn't take. Oh, God. And she contacted me three weeks before she was due to give birth to, to her second child 
we again did three sessions. We cleared her birth trauma. We did a future birth reimprinting. In fact, she was in labor on the third session and she went and had a very natural birth experience. That's really powerful. My goddaughter actually was just born um, via a home birth, um, completely natural. Um, her parents are very, very, very adamant about not going into the hospital to do it. Uh, not using drugs and just doing everything and it was Lucy's first birth as well mm-hmm. so she went into that completely raw um, she was really really adamant and just now as I'm learning from you I'm starting to get more of an insight into why I mean I understood the basics you know you don't want to be drugged up um, I've heard many years ago I was learning from someone they were talking about the fact that the lights that are used shining on babies can be quite traumatic yes and it's one of the reasons why i think it's scientologists that talk about babies being born into darkness or mm-hmm. silence one of the other two, one of the one of the two so I, I got i got some of the some of the groundwork from it already so i kind of had a, a sort of understanding as to why um uh Quabena and, and lucy had chosen to go with the home birth but i'm actually seeing more and more real solid science behind why that is the, the way to go absolutely and how they've actually really put baby effio ahead they've put her ahead um, mm. and if you if you way. remember or anybody listening to this is that as soon as you start on the medical route so whether that's the induction or sometimes even just going into the hospital and then being on a time schedule mm-hmm. medication stops labor anything put into the body stops labor and ultimately fear stops labor mm-hmm. so even just the loss of confidence in the midwives. Now I'm going to be next year, and one of my um, my new hats I'm going to be wearing is I'm going to be starting to teach independent midwives. Oh, brilliant! Because I hear stories time and time again. Is you know the woman I worked with a couple of days ago. She <clears throat> she'd actually lost faith in her midwife um, about three months before she even went into labour, but she hadn't realised it. So she had no confidence in this with this midwife she had in, in when she you know went into hospital to give birth. And you know, she just wasn't progressing. Labour wasn't progressing until that midwife left. Um her, her shift ended and a new midwife came in. And that new midwife wow. was, you know, completely on the ball and you know, and that's what got the labour started again. Wow. So oh. subconsciously she was holding in the baby because Yeah. So that's going to have an effect on the baby because the baby's been yeah. in. But it's it's such a primal um, thing that happens in us because any mammal, when we're when they're giving birth, they need to be in a dark, secluded den, if you like. Yeah. And because you're very vulnerable in that moment of giving birth, if a predator comes along, then yeah. you know, you're in trouble. Of course. So nature's designed it so the animal can get up and the the the. Um, the birth process will stop. The animal can get up and run away, run to safety. Yeah. And um, once it's feeling safe again, the birthing process will start again. Now we birth in exactly the same ways as cats, dogs, wolves, lions. Um, you know, all the rest of them. We birth using that same part of our brain. Yeah. So we don't say actually i'm feeling fearful right now i'm going to get up and go to a different hospital or i'm going to go home or i want a different midwife or or you know please don't say that to me yeah because you know the way even the way that people are spoken to or mothers are spoken to when they're giving birth if they're running the belief that you know they're not good enough they can't do this and they're not feeling empowered it only takes one wrong throw away comment by the midwife and that's it labor stopped mm. or it's slowed down or then we have to do the forceps or the medical interventions or pump the drugs in so you know that's crazy it that's is crazy. crazy and people have no idea that that this is why their births are going wrong it's so funny because um as i did say i'm going to be speaking to my mum but my mum <laughs> always says that myself and my older brother Charles were difficult births. She goes, oh, you two, you were such difficult births, such difficult births. She always she always says about that, about me and my, my older brother. And um, I know I, I, I'm going to double check my facts with her, but I was actually supposed to be born on November 29th. That was my due date. Um, and I actually only ended up born on the 5th of, no, 5th of December. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if my mum was in and out of labour for the week or there was something happening. But action did start at the allotted time. But I actually didn't actually come out until the 5th of November. And I don't I don't know if I was forced out at that time or I just sort of made a late appearance. Um, but I'm definitely going to do some more investigation into that in terms mm. of my own birth. Um, because even some of the stuff you said earlier about you, your, yourself, I actually recognise that in some of my own behavioural patterns because I, I do my best to be aware of of when I get into stuck states or when I get into odd states and just to be aware of what 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 I'm feeling deep down. And one thing that I've one thing that I've I've, I've actually d- identified, especially when um, I did my work with the Carpman Drama Triangle. I don't know if you know about that one. Um, yes, was my my tendency to slip into a rescuer position. Mm-hmm. Or to inadvertently end up being rescued. And when I started doing actually the work with Dr. Dispenza and looking at um, my own experience with cortisone and the hormones of stress, I actually realised I've been living under the hormones of stress for 15 or 16 years. And I actually realised at that point that I kept creating small situations, not big ones now, but as I started doing the work, the big situation stopped but it was always little situations and as you said <laughs> your own experience I realized those little situations I actually always end up getting rescued out of them yeah. and when I look back at my bigger experiences normally someone swoops in and rescues me so perhaps actually what I'm actually doing is creating these experiences in order to be rescued and mm-hmm. my 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 slipping into the rescuer role of the Cartman drama triangle is actually just perpetuating the cycle because you know with the triangle you end up slipping through all three at some point you move into one of the three um but if there is nothing keeping you if there's nothing showing up in your life and you haven't created anything for the other two then you'll find your go-to one and my go-to one is um is rescuer and that's how I just stay in it and then you end up building your life around that right um yeah but I'm actually really really gonna I'm gonna make sure I go and have a chat with mum because and come back to you with that because I feel that there's the possibility that I'm actually playing out something to do with with the birth birth experience absolutely and I look forward to exploring that with you Dan yeah I think that's gonna be quite fun I'm I'm looking forward to doing that looking forward to doing that um right where can people connect with you like I know you're on Facebook we did ask you about the Twitter you're very busy with Facebook (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm Twitterless. I'm sorry. I just sorry. don't have time to, to, to do Twitter and LinkedIn and all the other social media stuff that people should be doing. People I, should be on Facebook with you, though. Yeah, come come to come and find me on Facebook. Just find yeah. me under Sharon King. On, yeah, we're uh, going to put some links under the in the in the description of this podcast so people yeah. can just click a button and, and get with you. Yeah. And workshops. I know you're off to Chile, so and you've got to run off and finish getting ready for that. But uh, do you do workshops in other parts of the world? Can people? I teach all over you? the. Yeah, I teach all over the world. Um, at the moment, my, my workshops are really just aimed at uh, matrix reimprinting practitioners. So yeah. in order to come to one of my workshops at the moment, you need to be EFT and matrix reimprinting trained. Okay, so um, if you want to connect with you from a personal perspective, really, it's best to connect with you on Facebook. Get your book, yeah. which I'm going to put the link on. Um, it's also on my Goodreads page for those of people who follow me on Goodreads. Um, and I'm going to be reviewing the book as well as one part of my book a week challenge so look out for that um when i do actually do the book a week challenge i may um depending on what your your schedule is at the time maybe even do that as an, a review because i think that it's probably going to be some work that i'm doing through my own experience as i go through the book so i may pull your ear and see how you're you're set for time to maybe do a follow-up um post read as well but we'll see we'll see yep. but definitely Perfect. people connect with Sharon on on Facebook Sharon it's been amazing having you um I've definitely learned and I it's my prayer that just one person uh, that's listening to this um feels empowered enough to do something about their own birth experience as well um guys I think you'll join me in thanking Sharon also for just bringing this into our lives really really looking forward to doing some more work with it and also touching base with you in the future once I've had the chance to read the book and start employing some of your tools myself Absolutely, Dan. That'd be amazing. Um, we we can we can play and see what we can find to help you uh, 
to, to move out of those triangles. <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely like to do that. Is there anything and get else unlimited. that you like? Yes, get unlimited. Unlimited. Is there anything? <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to um to share before we sign off? Any any closing thoughts or anything that we've missed that you'd like to to bring to the table for everyone? Well, one of the things that I always forget to say at the beginning, so yes. I always say at the end, is that <laughs> any any mothers listening to this, please remember that you were doing the best you can with the knowledge and understanding you had at the time. Yes. Um, and this is what I start my workshops with because, you know, we're very good at beating ourselves as, oh, my God, yes. it's all my yes. fault, it's all my fault. And absolutely yeah. not. You know, nobody yeah. sets out to injure their children or upset their children you know we in fact we bend over backwards not to so you know just remember that and remember that you know whatever's happened it's just our point of view about what happened and you can go back and you can release the energy and the emotion around that and you can change it so that's beautiful that's beautiful and it's very important too and this is one of the things i touch on in beyond intention as well it's finding that difference between accepting responsible and forcing blame on yourself yeah Expect, accepting responsibility and forcing blame on yourself because one's empowering and one is just it's just really not it's really not it's yeah. really i think talking talking to you dan has just inspired me to get on i've been saying for years i'm going to do programs for for parents and do conscious conception. i work with you on that i work with you on that I've, yeah we've got really really we've got a really really great team here um i've been Brilliant. putting together a team for stuff that i've always been felt in fit <laughs> i haven't felt <laughs> I hadn't felt that I had the responsibility to deal with, but th- this is what I do full time now. I, I don't do anything else except for creating this positive motivational content, regardless of how I feel I felt before about um, whether I was worthy of doing it. I'm just doing it. And that, that massive action was actually one of the things that I had to do to just get it going. Like I said, even with the books, instead of waiting for one, because one book was ready and I was using the excuse of not being worthy enough of doing the other. But yeah, the massive action has meant that we've got some really, really great support here to help you put something together. So we'll definitely have a conversation about that because I think this is definitely, definitely, definitely something that people need to see. And even even if you don't start with your own, definitely when we're we're, fin- we're doing some more work with the clearing tools in our own program with Beyond Intention, you're going to be featuring anyway. So whether you like it, whether you like it or not, your, your material is coming out. <laughs> I'm like there, Dan. You've signed me up. Good. good. Where, 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 where do I sign? You don't have a choice. It's already your name's already done. Yeah. You're already I, and 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 just on a, a global thing at the moment, what seems to be happening is that people like yourselves are pulling other people like myself together, and we're starting to all work in a community now. And for so many years, I've just felt on my own with this stuff, and I've just been battling forwards. And you know, I'm I'm actually sat here with tears in my eyes, thinking, "Oh my God, I we we can have support. We can support each other, and it can happen." So, thank you, Dan. No, thank you. I mean, this is my like. I don't know if I've if you've seen. I did a a very short blog post about my mission, and this is what my mission is. I I know that my mission is to empower people or to remind them of how important they are and to stop having those thoughts about I'm not good enough or my dream's not big enough. Um, dream with your eyes open. The whole concept that I live by right now is just empowering people to just to do it and to to make them feel that they have the support, to make them feel that they have the power that, and to remind them of the fact that they have a responsibility to bring their, their gifts and their tools to the world. So Beautiful. Thank well, you. My, for my life purpose is to help people to transform their experience of birth um so uh yeah that's well we're going to work together because as a tool for at the moment a lot of the work that we're doing a lot of the the material that we're putting out on the podcast um is really just with those groundwork tools because i've I've got you know i've been blessed i was blessed with such great feedback you know over 40 people came back to me and said look they want to be part of the podcast on the first roll call we've had more since then since we start putting out material um Mm -hmm. i'm literally recording all the time and but the the stuff that we're putting out right now is this foundationary stuff. So a lot of the the clearing methods, um, people that are inspiring people to you know take action on the first step. So um, this I'm just grateful for this. I'm just so grateful because like I said, I would have struggled with some. I hadn't met anyone that had used that excuse, um, but I would have struggled before. But now mm. you know we we put another another tool in the in the utility belt to deal with people feeling like they they don't have that power to like you said go in 
and rebuild the foundation. Mm. And as a concept, that is a little bit mind blowing. But when you start seeing in application, looking at the case studies, even just talking to you because you're so easy to talk to, there's a confidence that resonates from you. There's a true love that I can hear when you're talking about your work that I think will definitely translate to people that are, are finding that they need this work in their life. And again, Absolutely. just really, really grateful. Really and people are ready to hear it as well dan you know people are as we know waking up and, and getting ready to hear this and yes when i was writing my book i and this may be something for you to do too dan is i tuned into my book and i asked my book what is your purpose mm -hmm. because my book doesn't feel like it's 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 me it has its own life force and mm. what i got back very very clearly is that the children or the babies in the future are not going to need to come in with birth trauma wow so that's this a beautiful mission statement exactly and this book is is going to be relevant for many years to come and is part of the change is part yeah. of the helping people just to wake up and realize that actually there's a different way of birthing and we can go back to how we used to birth. But in the future, we don't, we're, we're not going to need the level of trauma that we appear to need right now. So moving forwards, babies are not going to need that traumatic birth experience. And this is part of the, the help and the, and the support towards, um, you know, achieving that along with a lot of, you know, what everybody else is doing too. So but that really inspired me to actually get my book out there. It was like, right, this book's got to get out there because yeah. it has it, now it, a really it, important it, purpose. It, it's it's finished in the womb and it needs, it needs to be born, right? Yeah, and guess how long it took me to write? Go on, wow me. Nine months. You are crazy. No, nine months <laughs> and another three months in editing, but literally oh. it took nine but months. But when you think about it, yeah, the spermy eggs spend three months before they're ready to come out because obviously it's yeah. about 12 months in cycle. So actually you're... Uh, you... <laughs> there's a definite resonance resonance between the two the two timelines absolutely definitely thank you so much have an amazing time in chile really looking forward to, to uh, touching base with you when you get back and hearing about some of your amazing stories from the training um and um yeah um getting through i'm going to speak to my mum i think i'm back in the uk next week anyway um there's a couple of kids birthday parties that i've got to attend so um, I'm definitely going to sit down with mum and pull. I'm, I think I'm even going to record it. I'm going to record the conversation. Awesome. I'm going to record the conversation with my mum. Thank you so much. Have a great day. My love to thank you, Sharon. And thanks to everyone for listening. Um, do tune in next week where we'll have another inspiring, uh, magical person sharing some tools and wisdom with you, um, teaching you how to dream with your eyes open. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Do It With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.